0: Now we have the moral law, that's the Ten Commandments. The moral law of God, uh, it, it didn't come into play, and it will never go out of play. Some of us, we think that the Ten Commandments came into play, using that phrase, at Mount Sinai in Exodus 20, what we read each Lord's Day in our liturgy. Well, that's the first time that the Ten Commandments were written down. Uh, they, they came into play on tablets of stone. But the Ten Commandments were already written on the hearts of men. How do we know this? One way we know this is in the book of. Romans, when Paul writes to the Romans and he talks about the Gentiles, and he talks about Gentiles who have never heard the gospel, and they've never heard of of Judaism or or any of these things. They have not had a Christian witness in in their culture, in their nations, in their cities. And he says that the Gentiles, even without hearing the gospel and without hearing the law written on tablets of stone, the Torah, these Gentiles are still, he says, a law unto themselves. Well, how are they a law unto themselves? And he doesn't say a different law. He says they're a law unto themselves, and then he begins to cite as case study, as example, the law of God, right? When you murder, you're you're held guilty for murder. Why? Because you know it's wrong. Your conscience bears witness that you should not murder, and yet you still do. And so you're guilty. You can't claim ignorance as, as, as somehow a defense for innocence. You cannot claim to be innocent by virtue of ignorance because you're not ignorant. But, but we are ignorant. Moses hasn't come to us. We, we, we haven't been trained. No, you're not ignorant because before... The law of God, the moral law, the Ten Commandments, was written on tablets of stone and and given through Moses. They were always written on the hearts of men. Adam and Eve, they were given, you've heard me say this often, but it bears repeating, they were given not one, but 11 commandments. 11, they were given 10 commandments written on their hearts, and in addition to that, one positive precept, which is not to eat of the fruit of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. So, so if Adam didn't eat of the fruit, but he murdered Eve and broke the sixth commandment, the covenant of works still would have been broken, right? It, it wouldn't have been enough to simply abstain from the fruit, but to covet, to murder, to steal, to lie, That wouldn't have worked. So what we're assuming is, by way of implication, we can see that the the, the Ten Commandments, again, the moral law of God, has been written on the hearts of men ever since the beginning. So we have the ceremonial law that has been fulfilled and abrogated by Christ, the moral law of God that has been fulfilled by Christ, meaning he kept that law perfectly, and he kept it in our place as a substitute. He didn't just die in our place substitutionary atonement, but he also lived in our place, this substitutionary righteousness, the act of obedience of Christ. He fulfilled all righteousness in our place so that our sin is imputed to him, and he paid the wages of sin, which is death, death on a cross. He died for us, but he also lived for us, and his righteousness has been imputed to us. So when God looks at a Christian, he doesn't just see an absence of sin because the sin has been taken by Christ and dealt with. He doesn't just see an absence of sin, God sees a presence of righteousness. A presence of righteousness. Not just that our sin has been removed by Christ through his death, but his righteousness has been given to us by his life. So Jesus lived in our place. He he fulfilled all righteousness, so he fulfilled the moral law, but that has not been abrogated. It's not as though Jesus died and rose again, and then all of a sudden the apostolic teachings say, hey, and now it's okay to murder. Hey, now it's okay to lie. No, that's not what the Bible teaches. The moral law of God, the Ten Commandments, it came into play before Mount Sinai, and it continues in play after the cross, resurrection, and ascension. So that's eternal. Christ fulfilled it, but he did not abrogate it. Thanks so much for listening, but real quick, before you go, do us a small favor, take a moment, and leave us a five-star review if you enjoyed the show. This is undoubtedly